Spoiler alert. Please be advised. Spoiler alert episode. Spoiler. Please be advised. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Well, guess what, everybody? This is exciting. This is exciting. The uh, War for the Planet of the Apes spoiler app with a Planet of the Apes expert. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were say with a guy from the Planet of yes. the Apes. With a guy who's been From living. the future. I am from the Planet of the Apes. He's one of the few humans that can talk. <laughs> he's yeah. been... I, yeah, he's I, been I got over the... it. Yeah. I got over the virus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little echinacea. <laughs> so that was, that's, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vitamin C. Mm-hmm. All right. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was just all that clean living out in the forbidden zone. I oh, thought, there's a reason why they call it forbidden, my oh, friend. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. It's that kind of weekend. It's, it's a front. It's a front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is our good friend, Matt Weinhold. Hi. Uh, You've written for the site. Yes. You, yes. He's part of Comedy Film Nerds. He's, I uh, love you guys, and there's that's the main thing. One of the writers. I'm very, very fond of both of you. Yeah, well, And I'm not even you. being smarmy Hollywood. <laughs> You're making it uncomfortable. Yes. I, I, I like to, look, get it out of the way. Get it out of the way. I'm all hands and, uh, yeah. the first 15 minutes, and then we can and relax and settle talk. down. Yeah. yeah. Once I get my little pervert. But, uh, Matt is also one of the writers on the Comedy Film Nerds book. Mm. He did the horror chapter and also and has his own. That's because he's all hands. That's because he's, he's all hands. <laughs> his hands are all over everything. The octopus. He just creeps his Online way. handle. Yes. <laughs> Squiddly diddly. Yes. Matty the octopus. <laughs> wide hole. In studio. And he has his own uh, podcast, Monster Party. Monster Party. Which I've been on. You've been on. Yes, I have. Now, and what I love that's about- a fun... Two of my- favorite episode seriously like really? you got cool. like that was both of these were so much fun chris yours telling the whole story of your movie oh, was like Asylum, yeah. was just like pure joy <laughs> and then you when we did the crossovers with the jack lord thing and captain kirk blew my mind loved it <laughs> it was so it was so your show is so fun. What I love about it is it's a commitment. It's like, well, you don't just go do the podcast. You you pencil in the evening. Yeah, you're going yeah. to a party. Yes. Yeah, yeah. you guys have, really dinner. You we have dinner. We have dinner. We have uh-huh. drinks. It's, uh, sure, you can do an hour, but you know, whatever. No, you come in. There's food. We start drinking. Then we socialize for a little bit, and yeah? then we record. It really is. It's a I'll it's an go. evening party. Anywhere that has free food, yeah, <laughs> we've learned we've learned that across the board. Denise Crosby, when we had her on, she was like, for, "All you had to do is say free meal." Yeah, yeah. We were there. <laughs> when you're just like, "Graham, what do you want for dinner?" I'm like, "I'm in. Whatever you guys need me to do. Are we doing body painting? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, in. I'm in. I don't give a shit. Whatever you guys are into, furriness, whatever cosplay, I don't care. Oh, we gotta do a furry. Do a furry. <laughs> we gotta one. do a furry. And that's that's on camera. That has to be on camera. <laughs> hey man, if there's tofu pad thai, dial me in, <laughs> kid. You know. Well, you know, we we some you crushed know, peanuts. God will forbid do anything. We... <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that the water that you provided me here, very cold, very very pure. Thank the good mm-hmm. people at All Things Comedy. Yes, I do. Thank you, people at All Things Comedy. So let's get into it. Let's talk about War for the Planet. Real quick. Thir- oh, real quick ahead. now. All right. Oh, wait, if wait, anyone's wait. new, and we always got to do this every episode. Yep, yep. Okay. So every ep- spoiler every is. spoiler up, we always get new listeners. So we need people to know we are going to discuss every single aspect of War for the Planet of the Apes, including the ending. If you have not seen this movie, um, and want to and don't want it spoiled, you need to hit the pause button 
and get yourself into a motion picture cinema <laughs> and watch this film. <laughs> All right. Too sweet. Too sweet. <laughs> that being said, um, let's get into it. Yes. Now, so Chris and I have talked about it on the regular episodes. We, have. we both okay. we both liked it. Mm-hmm. I felt hmm. like I felt Dawn was a little stronger out of the three. Personally. A little stronger. Yeah. So, <laughs> so now Matthew. <laughs> now I, I felt, I felt that I loaded actually, look you as, just as gave me. All right. As much as I liked this movie, I, I did. I, I agree with you though. I think the second one was definitely the the better film. Here was the thing about this film. Okay. Uh, it really was like we were talking about. This really felt like Apocalypse Now with apes. And then I was saying like, well, that was, you know, how many of these were we going to have? We just had, you know, Skull Island was mm-hmm. like all these shots from Apocalypse Now that with with a, a giant ape. But like a whole movie, generation just discovered that film. Right, exactly. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, we're going to put yeah, this into this everything. good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but, you know, we had- Who knew? Kurtz went nuts. Yeah. Like, Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. Kurtz so, goes nuts. Yeah. He goes so up the have, river, loses his shit. So we literally have Woody Harrelson as as Kurtz, <laughs> and they're, they're coming after him. Now, in the trailer, there was a shot that never made sense to me. Okay. And that was- <laughs> Only in the trailer, huh? Only in the trailer. Okay. All right, in the trailer. Go ahead. I'm sensing Matt loved this yes, film. That's yes, the vibe yeah. I'm getting. Yeah, I can't wait to let him go off. But uh, just the first. I just want to. Can I just throw in right now? Mm-hmm. No matter what happens, no matter what I say, I would just want to say I recommend going to see this film. Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so there were these. There, there were helicopters in this in the trailer. I'm like, well, helicopters, but they're fighting the other soldiers. I know the apes aren't manning the helicopters, so I know clearly there is some other conflict going on. So I thought that was. Uh, on well, the one hand, interesting, where basically you have this rogue military operation with basically Colonel Kurtz who went up, you know, out of his mind. Love that idea. And, and then, uh, yeah. and then, you know, all the other soldiers coming down and basically taking away his command. And then you have the apes in the middle of it. Right. Um, so that I did not see coming. No, I didn't see that. coming I didn't either. see that. That Woody Harrelson was the guy that went nuts mm-hmm. and did it out of, and that scene. Where he is talking to Caesar and he's explaining it, and you realize, God, his his crazy logic for doing this. Like, I get it. I get yeah. where he's coming from. It's it's again and going he to Apocalypse Now. The, he was chewing up the he's scenery. He's chewing up the too. scenery. Yeah. But again, it's 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 um to to uh, the Colonel Kurtz of Apocalypse Now, who makes those points of you know. We we fucking napalm children, but a guy can't write fuck on his on his helmet like that's detestable, which is the whole point of of Apocalypse Now was to show like we do not have the moral high ground here as we think that we do as Americans. But we war is awful. So he's like, look, if we're going to go into war, Colonel Kurtz obviously is saying this. If we're going to go into war, let's cut the bullshit. Let's cut these fucking namby-pamby rules like let's just for a second cutting cutting people's heads off and stringing them the fuck up and we're gonna you know and that all like that they stuff- do with the apes like they put them on they crucified the apes and they right put them up, so, so that to me was interesting to then say well this is a guy that's seeing the potential end of the human race at the hands of these biogenetically engineered apes right i, I think and one he's of not my- entirely wrong no right i think not. one of my favorite lines was when he realized that these soldiers were not coming to join Woody Harrelson, they were coming to fight him. And he goes to Caesar, well, don't get too excited. The only thing they're more scared of than me is you. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not like they were going to come in and liberate the apes. All right. So, so now, Matt. So Matt. <laughs> <laughs> You've been very, very patient, very, very polite. Quiet. Yeah. So but I, I feel. Now I think it's time to I unleash you. I feel like you. I, like. 
I if feel you were just like, sitting next to me in a rage. bar and I didn't know you, I'd be like, this guy's ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I loved the last one, and all of them have things in them that make you go, oh, that's a little squirrely. That's a little sloppy screenwriting. But they've got better. Like, mm-hmm. I thought Don was better than Rise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm ready to like this. And especially when you sit down in that theater and you watch what they have done with these apes, the technical achievement of what they have done, it's mesmerizing. Oh, Andy, so we've right. talked about this. Andy Serkis yeah. needs a, an Oscar nomination. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you forget you're watching like every single shot is computer generated yeah. motion capture. Like, He's... you know, they, the apes didn't really ride the horses. So, right. Yeah. Yes. So, so here's the thing. Like, I mean, on, you know, movie actors usually get their nominations and show how good of an actor they are in the close up because it's the little on a 40 foot screen, the little emotional uh, micro expressions are magnified and you go, oh, wow, that's so powerful. Andy Circus is doing this. In yes, mocap suit. in the mocap suit. Uh, yes, and it shows you also two things. Then it shows you how advanced the technology is that they can take his actual human reactions and make them look like he's and an, marry it and yes. marry it to yes. make it an ape. So mm-hmm. that's fantastic. And there's some there's some act some scenes. I'm like, well, that's an that's an acting. That's yeah. the fucking clip for the Oscar nomination. Yeah, that scene right. oh yeah. Uh, there are so there are so many moments in there where I am genuinely moved mm-hmm. watching computer-generated imagery mixed with motion capture right. and astounded that I'm feeling this. Yeah, because there's an actor underneath. Yes, and mm-hmm. it's and I'm, I, mean, I really was mesmerized by that. Now, in any movie like that, that where you're kind of uh, wowed by the effects, then it gets to a point where that kind of starts to wear off and now you're in the movie. You need the story. Yeah, and, and there's just so much of it that I just don't, understand like even the heavy hitting political stuff okay that's fine whatever as long as you're telling me a good story like what specifically well you know build the wall okay you know and also i never understood the idea of so in the movie you know they're building this they're making the apes build this they've captured all the apes by the way they've got them in a prison camp it wasn't a very good wall well, that's the point. <laughs> that's like, the point. Like, first got, of all, there's no what ar- if you taught them to build a good wall? Yeah, where's the Army Corps of Engineers? Don't you have any of those left? How about like, Bob Vila? They were literally like, just throwing <laughs> debris into a pile. That was the wall. Yeah, and and did anyone? Did they must have been some sort of uh, intelligence that let them know uh, helicopters are coming? Right. So <laughs> unless it's a dome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I, there, so, so shouldn't we build with a force field. ground-to-air rockets or support something? Or or, or um, ditches, like traps, things like – that's see, and that's the other thing. That's the other big problem I had with both sides of this war, which really there wasn't a war. The war was between the humans. Right. But And I was hoping there would be an, an ape war, but that's fine. I'm going in with my own expectations. That movie doesn't have to fulfill those. It has to tell a good story. And – this in this movie, the humans and the apes, first of all, have no concept of the idea of stealth, like the <laughs> idea of maybe we shouldn't be hiding behind the rocks so close to the front gate of the prison when we're doing our reconnaissance. Maybe as we're coming into this human settlement, we shouldn't be riding our horses right down the middle of the street. I mean, all over the place. I, and I'm thinking to myself. Caesar, you're a terrible leader. You and Rick from The Walking Dead should hang out because you're both (laughs) 
awful. Well, there's no ninja apes. You know, there's yeah. no there's no stuff. It's but, hard to be stealthy. And also, wouldn't you think that after all the shit that's gone down before, that someone should suggest to Caesar, or Caesar might want to come up with this idea by himself of like, hey, maybe we need some cars. Maybe we need some bigger uh, guns. Like instead, like we have to phase out the whole spear thing. Like, (laughs) come on, you are in danger and you know that they're coming for you. No, even if you're like, oh, my God, they caught us off guard because there was uh, the the white ape that, you know, Mm -hmm. turned on us and gave our location away. Well, they were going to find you at some point because they have technology and you don't. And so, like, that was the other thing, too, is that I I was expecting they would be a little more fortified by this point in the trilogy. Mm Mm-hmm. And and more proactively, like going out, stealing weapons, killing soldiers, getting their guns and ammo, and and fortifying ourselves. Because they, they did have that. They they would they would um, take any of the weapons that they would get off the mm-hmm. soldiers. They would actually use the guns. But now, it didn't didn't it seem like they didn't have too many. They like, didn't have too many. It almost yeah. felt like Matt Reeves, who was directed it and one of the writers, should have watched the original Red Dawn more. <laughs> because it, right yes. isn't like what Wolverines. All the, Do you know I like both versions of that movie? I even like the remake of that movie. That's a bold statement. I, <laughs> well, if you're going to be critical of this one, and then you're going to say you're going to you're critical of War for Blood Apes, but you like the but what? But see, one is one in my mind is a B movie, and the other one is like this is we're we're taking this to another level. One is more cartoon, especially the remake. Yeah, the remake is cartoon. Yeah. Okay. All right. This isn't a this isn't a red dawn. No, <laughs> I think we should now change it to yeah, red dawn. Ape, ape dawn. Let's talk about ape dawn. So now I, I want to talk about this virus that uh, okay that uh, because My, there was a oh things, in the movie in the oh. movie yes. <laughs> Weird time to bring so, it up, Chris. The quote the uh, the quote the simian flu. You know we're all infected. Let's yep. face it. Okay, um, everyone on this show. So is... can I ask you a question about that right off the bat? Mm-hmm. I. And this could be just because I'm dense, but I I didn't, like, when they find the little girl. Yes. I had no idea what was going, like, the idea that she had blood coming out of her nose. I didn't know who she was. I didn't know what her relationship was to the guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that the, it took me almost the the entire movie to figure out that the blood from her nose, oh, she, because she has the virus. And anyway, go go on with what you were saying. What I was going to say, that girl is actually Nova that uh, becomes yes. the girl in the in the original Planet of the Apes movies. What I was going to say is the virus, like, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of specific rules, the way these were kind of buttoned up a little bit. Yes. Because the virus, uh, the way it was presented is that, okay, this is a virus that's affecting the apes, making them smarter, and is also making the humans mute and dumber. So if that's the case... Then when they found the little girl, why didn't it affect the father? Because obviously the doll was infected because that's how Woody Harrelson got infected. Yes. So, almost immediately. Almost immediately. Yeah. But the father wasn't affected. So is there right. some kind of resistance? Some and people that's what have? confused me because yeah. I didn't know what was going on. Like, if, right. if he was also mute, then you'd go, oh, okay. Right. Here's what confused me. I had a lot of timeline issues with regards to this is a lead. This is a prequel. This is a lead up to the original Planet of the Apes, right? So, and maybe this has been explained elsewhere and I've missed it. In but... my fan fiction? Go ahead. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so in the original one, Charlton Heston, they show the time clock on their spaceship. It goes thousands of years. Yeah. Thousands of years. Yeah. So from 19, you know, 90 or whenever he supposedly leaves. Mm-hmm. 
So where did they get that date wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what. 15, 20 years after society collapsed. Yeah. My wife had a problem with this too, by yeah, the way. Yeah, because so, so they're yeah. like, I love the fact that they're like, oh, her name's Nova. I love the callback yeah. to the original. But I'm like, so this girl lives to be 3,500 years old? Mm-hmm. Or where is that? Yeah, t- that's a problem. I, well, it's a, a, it's a series of Novas. Every girl born to her is named Nova. Well, so, yeah. But then, so then they <laughs> also, they, 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 they don't know how to talk anymore. So, well, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So everyone just, they just hand down the, uh, the well, they did yeah, that the, twice. Yeah. They did it with her and they did it with Cornelius. <laughs> right. So either, mm-hmm. both her and Cornelius are 3000 years old. Right. Or they've named their next 20 children right. or 1000 children. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I, with that, I was thinking, well, they're going to mess with the time. They're everything yeah, yeah. is going to be a little bit more they're gonna immediate. Ret- they're yeah. going to retcon the timeline or yes. something. They're like totally yeah. going to retcon. Or they're yeah. just going to say, "Oh, there's this the spaceship clock got broken." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy that too, considering sure. what else happens in that movie. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Right. I would buy the space-time clock got broken. Space clock went nuts. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. We're not 3,000 years in the future. We're just like 50 or All it has to do is spin around wildly once, and then you're like, oh, it's broken. It's broken. Crazy <laughs> clock. Right. I, look, my coffee maker was not working when I got back from Comic-Con. <laughs> That's, you know, technology is on that just teeter-totter edge there. <laughs> you never know when something's going to just flip on you. So you're going to find a crumbled Statue of Liberty on a beach is what you're telling me. Yes. And just I'm going to find a Mr. Watch. Coffee on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> no! You maniacs! <laughs> you finally done it! <laughs> Strong Brew is dead! Uh, Joe DiMaggio, no. you did it! What were some of the other Easter eggs that you noticed in the film? Because like, I don't think, I'm sure Graham and I didn't see all of them. Well, I mean, uh, most of the ones, uh, they didn't, there weren't too many veiled ones. I mean, the ones that right off the bat, yeah. I mean, like, th- doing the Nova thing I thought was wonderful because uh, I am, I, look, I'm your audience. I'm the guy, you have, all you have to do is provide me with all that little nerd fan stuff, and I'll go crazy. I'm with you. And that's what bothered me about that movie is because um, I felt like it was, addressing me as a fan and someone who, you know, respects this franchise. But then there were so many things that were just sloppy, bad screenwriting that were just like, and it made the movie drag. Like the whole prison section of that film where the great escape, it's the great escape. And, but it's a terrible great escape. And the having great little, yeah, the great. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that movie. Yes, let's make that movie. <laughs> the the fourth in this series should be that the apes start turning purple <laughs> or whatever they, whatever color he wear was. Baseball caps. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm in. But um, uh, yeah. I mean, the breakout thing and having the little Jar Jar Binks guy running around. Uh, well, that uh, was Steve Zahn, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. that's Steve Zahn. Mm-hmm. And did, did the. Uh, the zoo primate who who got smarter. Yes. Who got smarter. He's not one of them, but he's taught himself to be smarter. I liked him in the very first scene. I I liked him Best and I found clothes. him amusing where mm-hmm. I I was like, okay, this is just to kind of introduce him, but he's going to play a more important role instead of idiot loud talking a Gilligan. when you need to be quiet. Yeah. Again, he was, he was Gilligan. No concept of yeah. He was Gilligan. He was Gilligan. Yes. No concept of stealth once again, and uh, and you know him putting his little head up in the holes that were under the prison camp, and like, I mean, for he, the virus explains a lot if it's making humans dumber. 
Right. Because these humans were the dumbest humans. And the way that they protected that camp, there was there's a, like one guard and he gets shit thrown on him and then that tricks him into unlocking the gate to confront the apes and then they all Who escape. Who threw that? Yeah, really? Really? Really, <laughs> guys? They are laughing in our faces with this kind of thing. I mean, I just, throughout that movie, um, having the, the little girl who decides to walk into the prison camp and help Caesar. Yeah, no one noticed her. No one notices. All you got to do is just walk. That's the one place well, the in the prison camp. Yet. The huh? wall wasn't done yet. <laughs> so then we need more guards, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. We need some guards. How nope. about some guards? Just one who gets poo thrown on him. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then the every time the head comes up through the little hole underground. How about there's a one part where they go where the little girl gets in. She helps Caesar, gets him some food and water, and then leaves her little doll. She has that little doll, right. she, and it leaves it in the cage. And then Woody Harrelson notices it and says, do a sweep of the area. Well, apparently that never happened because the sweep of the area would have found the apes. Yeah. <laughs> and also might have found some holes in the ground and then like, oh, hey, maybe we should check out under the ground because they've got to know that all exists. Well, right? maybe meant sweep just a very small area. Or literally sweep, like yeah. dust and crumbs and you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, the humans this are getting is, dumber. My other Get fa- the dustpan. My <laughs> other favorite uh, dumb human scene is so that like the, <laughs> the other group of humans is now coming to attack. And the apes, for some reason, are now in the line of fire all jumping around. Right. And they, they shoot the apes. Like, as far as I know, I don't see any apes with helicopters. Maybe you should save some of this ammo and point it upward. But, I I mean, that kind of thing drives me crazy. And I felt it was a really a wasted opportunity because everything else is there. You've got the technology. Amazing performances. I didn't – and even – look, I wasn't crazy about Woody Harrelson with the stupid sunglasses. But – Okay, I could have I could have gone along with that if everything else would have been there, and it mm-hmm. wasn't. Well, let's go into then the ending because obviously this is setting up. Now they've already yes. said in April, in, uh, in October of, of last year, they said they're already like in production or pre-production for a fourth one, even though this was right. this is supposed to be a trilogy. Supposed to be a trilogy. Why? I mean, they're, I mean, I I see where they're like, well, who, why why are we tied into three? <laughs> yeah, these are making money. Let's let's do another one. Right. Now, I was talking to Graham about this. What do you think about this, Matt? What if the next movies weren't prequels? They went past the original '70s movies, and we see what happens after that. Would you like to see those? So, Which '70s movie? Because at some point, you need to abandon some of those sequels. You mean the one that blew up the planet? Yeah, there's that one. That one one that killed everybody? Let's just say... That's one of my favorites. Yeah. uh, Beneath? You don't like Beneath? Planet of the Apes? It's okay, but but no, my point is... You're done. You killed. It's over. Like you blew right. up the planet, yeah. and you, now we're gonna go shopping you, in San Francisco. Like, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So that's like, yeah. You definitely like, have to. Yeah. That is my. That is one of my favorite dumb plot points of all right. time. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to retcon a fair amount of that I, out. My I'm my just, favorite. If your listeners have never seen Beneath the Planet of the Apes, you have to see it. Also, and then immediately see Escape. Because the idea Which that, was the shopping one? Escape. That's Escape. Yeah. Escape. Okay. And with Escape, the fact that like. Earlier in the first Planet of the Apes movie, uh, Taylor makes a paper airplane, and they're like, oh. <laughs> Cut to beneath. They've now managed to get this, the original spaceship out of the Forbidden Zone lake, fix it, 
and leave the Earth's atmosphere. Like these are some smart apes, man. They yeah. like that's that's pretty good. And then go back in time. And it's wasn't there a TV show so too? Oh yeah, there was a, there TV. Was a TV. I watched show a TV too. show. All like the time. like so you have a you have all of this um, material that maybe some of it's canon, maybe some of it isn't. Right. <laughs> you know, you pick what you want. Sure. But I'm saying just um, are there stories to be told? After uh, the original Planet of the Apes, are there are there movies after that? And and then the ending of this of War, where does War go? Like where does War go? And where sh- like where should it go in terms of the the whole? If you're going to continue doing prequels, where do you, do you do you just retcon the whole thing and then the next one is like we we have a recap, we have a new Taylor and a new Nova and we just like what do you do? Well, because the ending of this was clearly like all right. Moses has reached the promised land. Humans are awful. Look, oh, humans are going to kill themselves, right. mm-hmm. and they're all getting the dumb virus. And we're already retconning out the Tim Burton version, so that's that's already. Thank gone. you very Thank much. God. I want to hug you. Yeah. Do we need to even mention that version? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, let's. That was. Oh, that never. Yeah, it was a fan, fever dream. That's that, fan yes. fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, fi- it's fan fiction fever dreams. Yeah. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's what. That, yeah. <laughs> Made for people who are not fans. So. No, I don't know who that's made for, but yeah. yeah. But that, but I, I really feel like are are there more stories after the original, like are, that we could do now with the well, technology now, that we have? Well, again, Beneath is actually one of my favorite apes films because I when I saw that as a kid, I was blown. I saw this on TV because you know actually I'm old enough to tell you that I saw Planet of the Apes, the original, in the theater mm-hmm. as a kid. And this was rated G, and there's a <laughs> it was rated G, and there's a lot of shit that'll fuck up a kid in that movie. Yeah. Oh I mean, God, yeah, stuffed yeah. humans and yeah, yeah. Uh, Taylor getting shot in the neck and all uh, all kinds of horrible things. Well, the other thing too you you have to understand about Planet of the Apes. So this came out in 1968. There's a, there's a lot of Ch- Charlton Harrison's character in the original one. I mean. Uh, 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 Rod Serling was one of the screenplay. Yes, right. right. So this is this is this is brilliant science fiction. So when they land on the planet, Charlton Heston keeps riding that other astronaut. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all your idols and all your you are you know because that guy they were painting him as just sort of some sort of whatever hero successful guy and Charlton Heston just going everything you thought was important it's in the shitter now pal like it was like wow he was so dark and he was so and uh, this the, is what you're fixating on my uh, service record yeah exactly it's like they built you know yeah that's all great uh, Taylor I- I'm looking for water yeah. right yes. now <laughs> I don't care that you're talking about there was love making but no love Dana <laughs> Dana Gould had this thing about like uh Stuart, you know, the the girl, the blonde that dies. Right. And that they're, he's talking about her. He's like, yes, she was going to be the Eve. Right. And we were going to be the Adams. Like, no, I think she was probably thought that she was going to be the science officer. I don't think she, <laughs> I don't think the Eve part was. I don't uh, think she realized I'm going to be getting I'm triple Eve? teamed by all these wow. creeps. Oh, my God. Take a number. <laughs> but, um. But so, getting to your Science point, officer. <laughs> oh, you fucking j- meatheads! Uh, wow, <laughs> jock idiots! <laughs> Didn't read the fine print. <laughs> uh, what you're saying about the sequels, though, is one yes. one of the things I loved about Beneath is that Beneath went bonkers. Like, like you with Planet, you have a pretty straightforward story with the surprise ending. Right. With Beneath, now you've got mutants. 
You've got a dictatorial gorilla. You've got all these. You've got like, a doomsday machine. A doomsday. They and they not only are they mutants that have the ability to enter your mind and make you fight uh, or kill each other against your will, but you have a group of people who are scarred. They wear masks to cover that, and they worship an atomic bomb. And by the end of the film, the Earth ends. And I remember being a kid watching this on TV, and. Taylor sets off the Alpha Omega bomb, and you've Not got like played by Charlton Heston. <laughs> right. <laughs> Taylor is played by. Well, it's actually Brent. He's like. No, no. Taylor's the one who puts off the sets off the bomb, though. Yeah, Taylor's there at the very because end. Oh, Brent, they meet at the very end. Brent gets yeah. shot up by Ursus. That's right. And they have that weird. So does Taylor. Yeah. That weird. It's 1970, so they can't hug. They have that weird where they shake each other and that weird man. They they want to hug each other, but they're a man like, half shake, a man half hug. hug. <laughs> they get close, like I want to hug him, but oh, that'll make me. Gay. I now have to watch that. Again, oh God, just for that. <laughs> yeah, I saw because actually, they replayed when I first moved to L.A. We talked about this in the other episode. I saw they played these back to back at the New Beverly when I first moved here in the '90s, and I was like, oh, they were so fantastic. So anyway, you're right. Taylor did come in at the end, and he blows up blows up the entire Earth, and then you got right. Paul Freese coming in at the end with the, the voiceover. voiceover, you know, and uh, you know the third planet from the sun is now a burnt out cinder. But nice. but the way he said it though, <laughs> yeah. he said he goes finally is, a small uh, uh, insignificant is now dead. Uh, yeah, he said it's a, a small, and he also said a small insignificant planet. So it's just I remember watching that as a kid, like, wow. So first of all. We're just some little speck of dust in the universe. Right. Uh, like, all of a sudden, now you're getting existential. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, holy like, shit, why do I what have is to my do place my... in the world? Yeah. And... Why do I have to do my homework now? Yeah. <laughs> and, and if we're going to... And and because, obviously, this was in the middle of the Cold War yeah. uh, about us blowing each other up. That's done. We don't have to worry about that now. Everything's great on planet Earth. But yeah, uh, thank God. <laughs> But that was, I remember that was a... No one has missiles but us. That was a... <laughs> and we're not, we're very responsible. And we have other responsible yeah. countries yeah. on this planet. Everything's One great. thing we don't make is mistakes. Yes. <laughs> well, America, what we do, we learn from. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. absolutely. Our regime change works. Yep. Um, but I remember as a kid, that glare, I was like terrified of the like, oh, we're going to, we're going to end, us and the Soviets are going to blow each other up. Oh, yeah. And this was like, and it seemed like such a big deal. And this went, yeah, if you if you dumb humans can't get along, who cares? You're going to blow, your little small planet is over. And no one will notice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, not well, until it, the aliens I, land. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, re I remember watching that and, and like, wait a minute, that's the end? Like, it's the end. Yeah. For, and on top, for everything, for everyone, the entire Earth is dead. And I also... It's as a I more sobering, but but still as as um, poignant as Doctor Strangelove's ending. Both of them end yes. with right. it's over. This one beneath is like real serious, and uh, <laughs> and Doctor Strangelove is like, ha ha, idiots. Now, yeah, <laughs> Escape kind of um, pretty much goes with the premise of well, the second one did kind of didn't happen. No, it does. No, the second one, they go back in time. They go back in time before it happened. They go back in time before it happened. And what you get with Escape, I guess two was, you know, Beneath was so heavy mm -hmm. that they figured, all right, you know what we got to do? 
we got to do lighten it up. We got to do a love American style <laughs> ape film. <laughs> we got to you know you know like it's all as you said we're kind shopping. Of a, we're kind of a that girl. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. daisies roses. <laughs> yep. Somebody's so, gonna lose a kite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who can turn a world on with a smile? Yeah. <laughs> Zira sees herself as a mannequin. Yeah. 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 Oh, God, I want to make that now. Oh. But but yeah, I think that they felt like they had to lighten it up. And then after that, then you get into Conquest where it's now back to dead serious. Right. And it's civil rights. And I remember watching that in the theater. And now this is, there's two versions of that. The one that they released in the theater where they had to recut the film at the end of the movie. It's basically Rise, is Conquest. Oh. And Caesar... Uh, originally played by Roddy McDowell, at the end of that movie, he's taken over this ape complex and they're all about to slaughter the humans. And he says, but we will put down our weapons because they did a test screening and uh, I, people got too into the apes slaughtering all the humans. It was so dark. <laughs> and right now when you get the, um, the uh, box sets, they include that original director's cut where they slaughter everybody. Oh, wow. And it's great. And that's the definitive one to see, I think, now. But uh, but I remember seeing that in the theater. And, but where did where did the TV show fit in the timeline? I think it was it, it was not. It was, was not. it was an alternative right. history. Because the apes in that one, I mean, I guess you could say if you wanted to play with it a little bit, uh, the the Human beings were not that smart, but they weren't really – it wasn't that they weren't smart. They just weren't educated. Right. And they could still speak. And so I guess you could argue that maybe gradually over another hundred years – what's another hundred years in the Planet of the Apes, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Give or take. Yeah. That they forget how to speak. And But uh, but that, that was another one. The TV show, because I – growing up, Apes Freak had all the Mego figures, was into it. And then the show comes out like, oh, my God, a Planet of the Apes TV show. And the first one's okay. You know, they land and they're, all right, there's the Ursus kind of character. All right, they're fine. And then by the end of it, it was like, I don't know, like they had a bunch of scripts that were from Quincy. Yeah. And they just, <laughs> oh, Quincy. Like a couple of Rockford files. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, just change it to apes. It'll be apes. Instead of Chicago, it's the same city. Okay. And it's like then, anything. Well, there's a policewoman yeah, strip we never yeah. shot. I mean, there was one. There was actually one episode where it's like, you know, there's cheating. They're having a horse race, and there's, uh, there's, you know, they are cheating on the horse race, and so the humans got to get in. Like, what the fuck? It's the Planet of the Apes, and the story's about a, a, a crooked horse race. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we take gambling serious here, Taylor. <laughs> ape must not cheat ape. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember the show not lasting very long. No, no, it was one season. It was. And, yeah. I remember I did the same thing. I was a kid. I was so into Planet of the Apes, and then I watched a couple. And I remember the TV show. I was like, "This will be awesome!" And I was two yeah. episodes in, I was like, mm-hmm. "Imagine if you're disappointing lame. children with your show." I'm like, really? I mean, this is you've lost yourself. Yeah, this is this is you know the the bar was pretty low. We would have liked it. Okay, but mm-hmm. let's go yes, back. Now. Yeah, so just that, give us this. The, and it's like the thing with superhero stuff now is like. The superhero shows back then, it's like, you know, if you made it just like the comic, we'd all love it. And it, love would, it. it would ran forever. Forever. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Forever. Um, so let's go back, though, to the ending of this movie, War for the Planet of the Apes. Right. The humans kill each other. The apes make it out. They survive. Actually, the humans don't kill each other. Well. 
It's a it's a act of God. Right, an avalanche. Yes. It's an avalanche, an avalanche, which another giant problem. Like that was just like it was a very selective let's avalanche. Let's end this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and because it was a lot of it was interesting because it was a lot of troops. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of troops left, and they're all in winter gear. I wonder what's going to happen. Oh, we're going to get rid of them with an avalanche. <laughs> I wanted to see like one of them, like Wiley e. Coyote, like pull out the little umbrella. Yeah. Before Alan <laughs> <before laughs> hit him <laughs> with a sign that says "Yikes." Yeah. <laughs> so, what did you think of that ending, though? So, like, and and where does that? You ending... had to get rid of a lot of the soldiers. You had to get rid of them, but yeah. So you're saying act of God, and then where where do the apes who have now survived uh, human avalanche? <laughs> where do yeah. they go? Where do we go? Well. So you're left with the impression that because Woody Harrelson says, well, they're going to send everybody against me. So you're left with the impression that a that's it. Very, at least a, the majority of human beings now are wiped out. And majority of the weaponry. And the like, weaponry. This is the key thing. So they sent, that was the whole remaining army, because who hasn't died from the simian flu? This is, they're sending all the big guns down, so there's not much the, left. The rest of the helicopters. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Helicopters, tanks, the majority of them just got wiped out. Yeah. At a ski resort. At a ski Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Worst vacation ever. But um, the. Uh, Is this a prequel to Hot Dog? Yes. <laughs> uh, was Bill Dwyer in Hot Dog 2? Yes. Oh, God, I hope. <laughs> I think you're thinking could... of ski school. Oh, oh ski school. Thank my, you. My, 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 my. Oh, damn. I should know this. <laughs> but. So at the end, they escape the humans, they find their Shangri-La, they find their Israel, and uh, they, uh, you know, everyone's happy. And then we, I, I saw this coming, but again, this is a spoiler thing, right? Yeah, you say whatever. Yeah. Caesar is mortally injured. Right. And you, we By s- the soldier that he saved in the beginning. Yeah, which that was another thing that was a, just a red herring that was unsatisfying. The idea that you build this guy up to maybe be this something. The one human. The one sympathetic human. And that just kind of goes nowhere. But okay, fine. He's mortally wounded and he's dying. I didn't mind the idea that Caesar dies. Right. Because I felt like, okay, let's tell, we can tell a new story now. Yes. If they make more movies. Right. Mm -hmm. But, and, but I, I, the way, again, the way that movie, that scene was done, I felt came off a little silly. Except for his dying scene that all of a sudden everyone's jumping around and no one really notices that, hey, how you doing, Caesar? Like, well, I, I seem to see a trail of blood coming after you. And uh, are you okay? And that, that's the other thing, too, is like, how about medicine? Like, how about, isn't there something that they can do to try to help him? Because it didn't seem like even that was done. He was just hiding his wound. Why? Mm-hmm. Why not have they... Do whatever they can to save him. Well, again, I don't want to have to have a heroic death. So. I get it. Mm-hmm. I understand. I was actually all right with that because mm-hmm. uh, the idea that they found their place. Okay, what we know is that no place is ever safe. Right. So this is just a momentary respite from a whatever new set of horrors. And what I'm hoping, if they are going to still play around with all the stuff from the last movies and throw in the Easter eggs. Um, I would love to see some mutants. Right. The leftover, you know, remnants of humanity. That's why I thought there might have been a nuclear thing in this 
to sort of set, set the stage. Yeah. That's For what the, the first one was yeah. all about. The first one was like, this is this is a post-nuclear uh, holocaust. Yeah, there's a reason why it's the Forbidden Zone, because right. it's nuclear, uh, it's uh, radiation. Fallout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I hope that they, at least now that they've told their Caesar story, I would like to see them go a little crazy, have a little fun with... With it's, mythology. With mythology. It's mm-hmm. the future. Cornelius rising up. Yeah. And and, and the, are we going to then see the battle between the the chimps and the gorillas in terms of like, you know, that was the big... Like, like battle, yeah. Like, like battle. Yeah. For dominance. But that was also... Inter- that was very much introduced in the first one. In the first one, yes. Yeah. Cornelius yeah. was a scientist and you know and uh all that stuff but but the gorillas are more warlike and i love how they switch it because actually in nature chimpanzees are way more violent than gorillas yeah. are <laughs> yeah i mean they're if you ever study anything about the the wars that chimpanzees have amongst each other they're ruthless really oh yeah and they'll they'll oh, like oh, they'll oh, tear other, right? another yeah. chimpanzee to pieces right as a kind of a, almost like a symbol to the other group, you know, the other tribe of of chimpanzees. But um, but yeah, I uh, I always thought that was kind of funny. But and, and now what I liked about this movie is that they kind of switched it back, right? That because um, most of the apes in those movies are chimpanzees, right? And I, I, I and the gorillas were the ones that sort of were docile and got um, well that that. The turn gen- the general turn the, yes that, that turn that that just acquiesced to the power of the the war of the humans yeah mm-hmm. can I just say my favorite scene in that movie and I know a lot of people have also pointed this out but what I really that scene where Maurice finds the little girl mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is like I could watch that again and again right. of how subtle that thing is and how moving it is and how it's no dialogue nope and I yeah I. I, I want to. I definitely recommend that you see this movie. I mean, just a few, uh, just to acknowledge the technology in this film, where motion captured apes look so realistic that they can make you feel those kinds of emotion, yes. even with acting with or without human counterparts. It's it's a. I mean, it's an achievement. Without a doubt, I yeah. think I think if you like the first two, you should see this. And I think there are definitely some flaws and problems in it, but there are some amazing moments. Aaron, right. what did you think of this agree. film? I loved it. Um, I wanted to see if our resident expert noticed this uh, when Maurice speaks and he says Nova's name to her. It's Charlton Heston from '68. It's his voice. I did not get that. No. As an audio oh, guy, I, I picked it out immediately. No, I, like, I didn't. Wow. Yeah, it's not yeah. in the trivia. It's not anywhere, but it's Is so that right? to me. Yeah. Wow. You are good. Yeah, yeah. I, I relinquish my crown to you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You should put that on IMDb. I you should. should. Yeah, you should. But I'll it. get no credits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and in terms of where the, the franchise goes from here, I also read in the trivia that this is the first in the franchise of this new franchise that doesn't mention the, the original novel as source material so they can kind of go anywhere and I, I think my my guess we'll see is mutants at some point I, I my guess yeah. is they're gonna they're gonna since these movies do well and they are pretty entertaining right 
and they do have decent social commentary. My guess is they're going to just retcon the whole timeline and just start a whole new right, universe. Right, right. They'll Star Trek. And they it. should. And they should. And they'll give us Easter eggs. A, a, a spaceship's going to crash, and a tailor's going to walk out. Yeah. Right. You know, and it's it's all of that is fine, but you don't have to. Again, you don't have to link it directly to the original series. You shouldn't. I because the original we, series kind of went all over the places we discussed yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's mm. hit and miss. Yeah. It's mm. hit and miss. I, I, going back to it now, there's a lot of, even like Escape, which I always felt was a weaker one. When I watch it now, I kind of like it more because, <laughs> you know, it's a thing of its time. Yes. Right. So I, I get that, but we have those films now. Yeah. Right. We don't need, it's like with the Star Trek films, you don't need to do Khan again. Let's, let's see something else. Right. 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 Yeah, you don't need to do the same thing worse. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah, that's that. That should be very a good, uh, uh, wise words, yes. Mr. Mancini. Um, all right. Well, I think that's any, uh, yeah, final no. Thoughts this can't be it. About, yeah. <laughs> what? Final thoughts, Matt Weinhold. Red Dawn. Now. <laughs> Pat Swayze's masterpiece. Uh, I believe Dana. Right now, and hopefully I'm, I'm correct with all this information, but I think he's working on doing like a graphic novel of the original oh, really? Rod Serling script. Oh, wow. Because uh, well, we now have, we, we'll, we had we, Scott Tipton in here who wrote the crossover with Star Trek and the Planet of the Apes, and they had all Which I really it. enjoyed. I enjoyed oh, it as well. Yeah. That's, so Chris got it for me as a gift. Yeah. Was yeah, I was like, oh, you great. got it. Kirk meets Taylor. How can, how can you not And it works. See this? I know. Yeah. Of course it does. Yeah. It works. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like that. Yeah. And, um, it's so great. And it had all of Dana's essays at the end. Yes. Which was really cool. Yeah. And what we haven't discussed is, well, briefly we should, very briefly, <laughs> the animated series. Oh, I forgot. There was an that. animated oh, wow. Saturday morning TV series that was really based on the book because it's the apes have tanks and jeeps and spaceships and all kinds of stuff. And so it's they have a regular technological society. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. Horrible animation. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have an animation cell, which I think there were three. Wow. Because <laughs> they just, how much movement. That, yeah, it was not had. that much movement. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but as an oddity, right. it's worth checking out just because the like, fact that this, you know, they cobbled this thing together. And I think they get, I, I can't remember the actor's name, but they get, an uh, as a voice actor, I think the guy from Beneath. Oh, okay. The, the black dude in Beneath. Right. Yeah. I can't, I'm trying to remember his name. Right. All right. All right. All right. Well, that was uh, that was good. Glad to have uh, Matt join us. Matt, where can people find you on the internets? Oh, uh, uh, Facebook. Uh, there's my website, uh, mattweinhold.com. You can get my CD, Dead Funny. Um, at Comedy at, Film Nerds. Uh, yes, and at mm -hmm. Comedy Film Nerds. And um, uh, check us out on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Monster Party. Great show! It's a blast. Yeah, it's, you guys will love so it. Much fun. It's, it's just, it's just, it's, it's solid nerdery. Yeah, it is very solid. It's very yes. intense, passionate nerdism. Yep. We have a lot of great guests. Uh, and you uh, have present very company here. Very passionate co-hosts. Yes. <laughs> the one thing I can say about this podcast is that you're not going to get cool. Uh, you know, savvy nerds. The, these are my friends. These are real <laughs> nerds. So, and they act like nerds, and yeah. I, you know, they it, don't see a lot of sunlight. Uh, no, 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 no. We almost come to blows over things that aren't really that important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It did bring me back to the like heated arguments I had when I was like nineteen about crap that's not that important. No, no. 
but, but it delights me at the same. Like, oh my God, you are one of our uh, hosts, Larry, can get apoplectic over things like you know running zombies. Yeah, mm-hmm. to the point where now I just bait him. Now it's just like. <laughs> Well, if it were a running zombie, it'd be much better. And then you f- add liquor to that, and yeah, yeah it's, it's a fight. <laughs> so what if it was jogging? You know, it's what just if like it's, a jogging zombie. I don't know, speed walking <laughs> to me. Yeah. That's what I always thought. Like, the Walking Dead, just walk a little faster. Yeah. <laughs> With running zombies, it's your ass. You're dead. <laughs> Well, that's All it, right. guys. That that's a War show. for the Planet of the Apes spoiler up. We love doing these, as we said, because the Patreon hit the $1,000 level. We're doing two yep. a month. If you can get us to the next uh, level of Patreon, we can do more cool stuff, more video shows. Right now, we're just cutting up the video from these episodes, but we want to do more video interviews and all kinds of different stuff. So thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Uh, of course, patreon.com slash comedy Thank you so much, Matt Weinhold. I love you guys. I mean that. <laughs> Glad to have you. We love you. Wow, uh, this uh, got once again got uncomfortable. It really yes, did. It it's did. weird. And you're the one who had the problem with the Taylor Brent. Uh, I just thing. Taylor Brented you. That's you were being legitimate, and then I went. Uh, yeah, got, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. All right. I have That's a hard time you expressing. You went ahead and did it. <laughs> <laughs> you felt something. Damn you, Brent. And one insignificant little podcast blows up and dies. <laughs> now a tiny piece of my heart is dead. Uh, thank you, Aaron Brungard and everybody at the All Things Comedy World Headquarters. Um, my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot first. first. Retcon it. You maniacs, you've finally done it!